by split decision. Alright boys and girls, welcome. Another episode of Split Decision UK. We're up to episode 35. We're here to chat about all things MMA. This week we've got quite a bit of UFC going on. So, as always, Matthew Clark, my co-host. We're over Skype again this week. We need to meet up soon, but how are you doing? I'm good, sir. How are you? Yes, I'm also good. This is a Tuesday night, a bit of a late one for us. It certainly is, but um, we'll, we'll get there just in the nick of time, I reckon, yes. Sunday. How, how have you been? Yeah, I've been all right, actually. It's been quiet. It has been quiet, but uh, I've got a little festival coming up this weekend coming, so... A festival, eh? Yeah. Talk to me. Talk to me. Well, it's a bit of an odd one, actually. It's, it's a, uh, it's called Pub in the Park, and it's like, uh, essentially, yeah, what it says on the tin, a load of beers, a, a stage, some bands, like old school bands, I think... Um, who is it, like Ronan Keating or someone? I think he's there, which will be a bit of a laugh. Yeah, it sounds a bit wild for me. <laughs> it's a bit different to to the festivals I've been to before, but looking forward to it. Uh, who else is on it, Joe? Or is it just uh, Ronan Keating gig you're going to? I can't, you're not saying? I can't remember, but it's all old school lads. Do you know what I, mean? I think I think, you know, that Tom Kerridge, that fat chef who ain't fat no more. No. Oh, right. well, he's... oh yeah, dude. No, the uh, West Country bloke. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's well, he it. ain't singing, is he? <laughs> it's his. It's, it's his. It's his thing, I think. So he's oh, so, he's right. sorting all the grub and all the beers, and uh, he's roped in some old lads to get up on stage. Some old lads, eh? Where, whereabouts uh, is this? Tunbridge Wells in Kent. So it's about. Oh, it's about 40, forty-five minutes from me, which is a bit of a pain, but there you go. Oh, it'd be a laugh, wouldn't it? Yeah, it'd be all right. It'd be all right. I'd see some snaps. Get your phone ready, get a That's selfie it. of Ronan. That's it. I think we've got VIP as well, so I think I'll get a little bit of extra Prosecco, so it'll all be going off. Ah, <laughs> oh, you're just a big girl at heart, aren't you? <laughs> this man up and get into the fights. Come on. All right, then. All right. UFC 239. Only one place to start, my friend. Jorge Masvidal. Quickest knockout in UFC history. Flying knee to the dome piece. What are you saying about this one, then? Ah, uh, the five-second king. I know all about that. Um, what a legend. Ah, <laughs> oh, it's madness, isn't it? Ah, uh, I, I absolutely love Ben Askren. I think he's yeah. so good. He think he's been a breath of fresh air. Um, and, and he's given Masvidal this opportunity to announce himself on the stage, and he did it, man. He's a superstar now, Masvidal. Everyone's talking about him. Well, everyone's... Was Street Jesus? Is that his name now? Street Jesus, yeah. I think they're calling him that or something. I might have misquoted <laughs> it, but... Yeah, he's a star now. Everyone's seen it, haven't they? Everyone has seen the clip of him standing there, nonchalant, arms behind his back, not really, like, interested by the looks of it. Ref says, off, all right, then, off he go, and he goes, Doom! and he's just knee to the face. It's Yeah, it's gone worldwide, hasn't it? And he's, he's title shot next, isn't he? Only man who can get the title shot next, surely, after that. Well, Colby's the only sort of... Yeah, I mean, I do feel bad for Colby. I, I would, but... He's just knocked out Darren Till in the UK, and then he's he's knocked out Ben Askren, and probably, like, Dana White loves him even more for that, I would say. He's just got a quality persona, and he's hamming up the old... Uh, Cuban gangster Scarface style thing Razor Ramon um, because it's all natural it, it's believable and uh, everyone can sort of relate to it and everyone likes that 
But I mean, have you seen his interviews and stuff like that? Have you seen like the um, sort of post-fight speeches and uh, the sort of little uh, jokes and sly smirks that he was given with his answers? I thought they were funny. Yeah, he he claims to be that he's not good on the mic and promos and stuff, but he's just he's brilliant, knocking it out of the park, really. Yeah, he's just being true to himself, and perhaps in himself, he don't think that that is appealing to people. But everyone's jumping on the bandwagon and loving it. He's even Michael Bisping's on board. <laughs> I bet he is, and I uh, the one they're best buds. You see him on the the desk together. I didn't actually. No, were they on the desk? Yeah. So Ooh. like you know, at the end they uh, you don't you only see it on like sort of. Um, clips on youtube the next day because we don't get like the post-fight show but it was with like anik and chow son and michael bisping and old uh jorge next to bisping they were loving each other were they and so it seems like they've made up <laughs> but the one i did like was when the interviewer asked him and he said um about about those punches after which were whatever but uh and he said yeah so what what about those and uh jorge was like yeah i, I, I had to do them because i thought he was going to get up and a little grin, a little smirk just crept across his face. I thought, well, that was funny. Yeah. Well, they're, they're saying, like, because it's... The ref got in far too late. He was knocked out after two or three seconds. They're going to try and get that down. Who, who was saying that? Dana? Well, it's just a, a lot of people. They've done it before. I think they did it with Dwayne Lugwit back in the day. So, like, it was initially, like, a nine second or something. But then it got bumped down because it was clearly seven seconds. Okay. So, with this one, it's down as five, but it's... Could be Pretty two. Much yeah. Not yet, it's two or three. So that's like never ever gonna get beaten. So what do you think? It's mental, isn't it? Do you think yeah, I mean, it will never ever get beaten. It just won't. But do you think it's a do you think he gets a title shot? Like you say, I think Colby, we've been supporting Colby a little bit because he was the interim champ and whatever you think of him, if you're the interim champ, then you should probably fight for the for the real thing. But you gotta think Masvidal jumps over him, haven't you? So that's the end of... That's, is that in August? What, Colby Lawler? Yeah. Yes. I think it. It's almost like they need to strike while the iron's hot here, but um, I am hearing that Usman is actually not even healthy, so it's, it could be a moot point, really. Yeah, I think he's having surgery or something, isn't he? He's got an injury. Yeah, and it sounds like he's got tons of injuries. <laughs> yeah, I think he's probably... He can't has. even walk on uh, concrete or something. Cool, yeah, he's got that plantar fasciitis, hasn't he? So he has to walk on the beach. Or, or so, so I think it's his knees as well. Like, he has to walk on grass because it's too hard on... Oh, really? Something Jesus. ridiculous, particularly after what he did with um, Woodley. But, yeah, I think they see how the Colby one goes. Best case scenario probably is that Robbie Lawler beats Colby, so then it's an easy decision. Yeah, I guess maybe... You, otherwise, you're trying to force Colby into taking another interim shot against Masvidal while you wait for Usman to come back. Yeah, I think obviously they're like best buds as well. I, I don't think they'd would yeah, they even true. fight each other unless it's for the real title. So yeah, yeah. So you know, I think say Colby wins impressively, as impressive as this was from Masvidal, I'd be inclined to give Colby the the shot to be honest, and then Masvidal can either sit out and wait, or he can fight winner of RDA Edwards or something because there's a narrative there as well. Never enter him. Ah. <sighs> Only if it's necessary. <laughs> Can't give him out willy nearly. What about Funky Ben? Do you know what? I'm... Did you see him on Ariel yesterday? I'm not sure if you did. Ariel no, Hawani's show? No, I've seen a couple of quotes. It was his first interview since the, the loss. And he 
anyone who uh, loses just needs to listen to that interview and that's that's the way to take it particularly like a worldwide embarrassing knockout like that after all the shit talk after everything he's been giving it not even just to Masvidal from the moment he signed with the company yeah I think he just took it like a boss he said yeah I, I deserve them shots after the bell and stuff even when I think it was Jessica I was saying that people well no Heather Hardy sorry it, Heather Hardy yeah line. Yeah, she was giving it, saying, stop being arseholes to him. Everyone loses or whatever. Don't kick someone when they're down. He's like, nah, I deserve it, love, or something. To yeah. that effect, at least. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, he's, he's cheery self. He's he's quality. I love him. And we still have no idea if he's shit or not. not yeah, I know. It's, <laughs> yeah, first fight was weird. Second fight, five-second KO. Got no idea, have we? No, no, we haven't. Who, who, who are they going to throw him next, I guess, is the question. Well, I was listening to Anik and Florian today, He's... actually, and they, uh, Florian was saying, it was Florian or Longo when it said that um, he took so much damage in the Lawler fight, he shouldn't have even been fighting this time anyway. And then he gets a knockout like that. He didn't wake up until, um, he didn't start remembering until like 10pm or something during the Jones fight, apparently. Really? So you you got to take like a year off from there. So I don't think he'll be fighting anyone anytime soon. I mean, his suspension's going to be, well, at least three months. Yeah. Just for training. Yeah, fair point. You're probably right. I mean, like, say, say, take that out of the equation. What sort of level do you think he should be fighting next then? I think you've got to give him a favourable matchup because he's... He's money, isn't he? He single-handedly made a star in Masvidal. Yeah, well... Not single-handedly, but... Well, I think he's pushed... Yeah, that, that's probably a bit of a stretch, but I think he's certainly pushed him over the edge because... Oh, yeah, yeah. What was the fight we all said we we're the only ones we're sort of really looking forward to? And it was this one, wasn't it? All day, yeah, all day long. But, uh, yeah, so wh- who do you think next? I think you've got to give him someone uh, a bit bit winnable. Yeah, I guess with the layoff, which he should take, that, that will change things a bit because, like you say, Edwards is fighting... Um, RDA, Colby is fighting, Usman is out looking to return, Woodley, he's out there, Darren Till is still knocking about, taking a bit of time off, but I don't know, I guess what, it, it depends, doesn't it? It depends when, when Asgren is Asgren is going to come back and fight and who's around at that time, because otherwise I, I'd, still, I'd still give him like a top five, I think. Yeah, but I think by the time he comes back, it could be a completely different scenario, couldn't That's it? That's it, yeah. It could change Lay completely, man. yeah. So it's 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 kind of pointless to put someone forward at the moment, I think. Yeah, I mean, I, I think he's most certainly going to be sitting out for a while. There's already two other sort of eliminators in the offing, and we're sort of even talking about Diaz and Pettis. Yeah, of course, yeah. A couple of Q jumpers. So I, I don't know. I think see what happens in a year. He'll come back, you know, do some bench presses, <laughs> build up some muscle. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, even just it just back. just a bit. Yeah, just, just looks soft, doesn't he? <laughs> but he's clearly got something about him, and he's such a competitor. You don't think he's going to want to go out like that? I mean, he's thirty-five in a few weeks, I think, but he's not going to want to go out on a loss like that. I think he's going to want to prove himself. So I think I think he will come back, but I think it'll be a while before we see him. So that was the what we were all looking forward to, and that's been sort of the the global talking point, as as we mentioned. But I guess the even bigger talking point for us and and fellow fans in the UK 
was the whole pay-per-view palaver. So we're lucky in a sense that the Masvidal Askren fight lasted five seconds because you can watch a highlight on Twitter and then boom, you've seen the whole fight. For everything else, it's been a little bit of a struggle. I didn't pay for the pay-per-view. I put up at my own sort of individual protest. I wasn't happy with it. I'm a tight bastard and I need the money. So there you go. So I haven't seen too many of the fights. I've seen some highlights here and there. I've kind of seen what I needed to see. But this was this was the biggest issue. This was this the sort of groundbreaking moment. BT, they've announced they're going to start charging and they started charging £20 for this one at the weekend to go out live at 3am. We've had our say on it before. I think it's kind of a... You know, you can stay up and watch it live, but that's a pain in the arse. And then once you're watching it again in the morning, you've probably heard a result or two here and there. So it's a bit of a nightmare to to spend 20 quid on. I wasn't a fan of it. I didn't pay for it. I put out my own protest. And it sounds like a lot of people have done the same when you look on social media and you see what people are saying and, and on the underground and things like that. People weren't happy and people were going to drastic measures by the sounds of it and cancelling their BT subscription completely because they were so unhappy with it. And I guess maybe they're fearful of down the line, the UFC and BT, they're going to think, right, maybe we can start charging for all pay-per-views and 20 quid, we might be able to rinse a little bit of money out there. But I guess the retaliation from that, from the fans is to say, well, if we don't pay for this one, then you're not going to make any money. So hopefully that'll, that'll twist their arm. After it's come and gone, Matthew, what are your kind of thoughts on it? Well, I was hoping it'd be a dud the, the whole event. It turns out it's like an all-time classic, and we, we yeah. never got to we never got to sort of see it in real time and have a, a reaction to them fights with without knowing the result. Um, I boycotted like yourself. I, I was to in and fro, and I said to you, "Oh, fuck it, I'm going to buy it, Joe. I'm going to stay up." And then ten minutes later, I'm like, "Yeah, I think I'm going to try and stream it the next day." <laughs> the next day, I uh, I went on YouTube. I, I'm such an amateur with streaming. Yeah, I'm right. Yeah, I went on YouTube. Went UFC two three nine spoiler free, and uh, clicked it. And then there's just Jones in the in the ring with Rogan with his belt around his waist. <laughs> and, oh fuck it! I'm just gonna look at all the results now. I was I was really annoyed. I felt like I missed a, a big night out. All my mates went out on one night to stay in and look after look after the kids or something. Yeah, I know. Getting FOMO. But I think it was I think it was necessary for people in the UK to boycott though. No? Um, it seems like it's it caught up a uh, quite a lot of steam as well, or like you say on social media. And I think I think they are taking the piss. I don't think it's to do with the twenty quid. Uh, I'd happily pay for twenty quid, but it's the, the way they've gone about it. They seem to be passing the buck. BT BT say that it's UFC that have asked for this pay per view to be introduced, and uh, the UFC has said that BT have introduced it. So there's no clear answers for people. People buy. The subscription for BT purely for the UFC. Um, they bought it on the basis that there wouldn't be any pay-per-view. I don't mind paying for a pay-per-view if it's on at normal time or if there's like a British talent on there. There was no difference to any other show in America. They've just blacked a twenty quid price tag on it, and I think it's a it's hurt a lot of people. It's, it's hurt a lot of people. They've spent a long time building that market in the UK, and they've alienated it in one fell swoop. That's it. And then you look what they've done with Cage Warriors as well. They've taken that off BT and they put that on Fight Pass or it, whatever it is. So I haven't got that. So I can't even watch Cage Warriors anymore. It's uh, If only Bellator could pull themselves together, they, <laughs> could be, they could become the biggest, biggest player in the UK and surrounding areas, putting on shows sort of at decent times, 
what? Five, five on the app, five a.m. on the app, and then seven p.m. on Sky One. Yeah. Nine p.m. on Five Spike. Eleven p.m. on ITV One. Bellator. That's where it'd be, mate. <laughs> yeah, that is what it would be. But I was saying, if they could pull their socks up, it's like we can, but hope. But yeah, but the argument is like. <clears throat> I see people on there who are saying like, yeah, I, I, um, I stayed up and paid 20 quid for Joshua the other day and Fury the other day. And it's the same price. You're going to get a much bigger card with the UFC. That's a completely different kettle of fish. If you ask me, boxing is way more established in this country and worldwide than this sport. This sport hasn't even been on the shores for, for more than 10 years. And there's no way you can, say that the, the casual fan well, is going to pay 20 quid and stay up to watch someone who's not even uh, in, based in the UK. Exactly. Well, it's, it's Tyson Fury, isn't it? So I would pay 20 quid just to have Tyson walk out and have his fight. Yeah, If he exactly. went on at 3 o'clock in the morning, obviously. It was the, it's the same with Joshua. It's the same with Lennox Lewis back in the day. Um, it's always been like that. But with the UFC, it's, it's just nowhere near established enough. Think how many more fans they could have uh, garnered in the UK if it was for free and you could record it watch it as soon as you get up with your breakfast and you see an amazing card like that how many more fans they would have gained as it is they've people cancelled their subscriptions not paid and they've alienated their audience yeah well that's it I mean first of all you've got to have BT Sport if you want to watch it and then you make it on pay-per-view as well I don't, I don't know if you know if you don't have BT Sport can you watch BT Sport pay-per-view I'm assuming you can you can watch it on Sky, Virgin, or BT. Okay. Um, if you if you haven't got any of them, which you or I don't, we have Talk Talk and UView. I think you had, didn't you? Yes. Yeah, I got UView. Yeah. Yeah, you got to watch it on um, laptop. Stream it through your laptop. Yeah, which is shit. And it, well, another stupid thing is uh, the first replay the next day is eleven a.m. At least uh, give you the op- opportunity to have it on demand. At least yeah. I would have done. It. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll pay for it. I'll get up about half seven, eight, put it on, be able to fast forward it. But if you ain't sitting there at eleven a.m. Yeah, watching it all, adverts yeah, and everything. Exactly. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's look. I understand it. We've had it easy for years and years and years on various platforms. But I think this is the way they've gone about it. There's no real answers. Um, I'd like to see the numbers when they come out. I know you're not a big fan of talking about pay-per-view numbers, Joe, but I'd be very surprised if this cracks four figures. Yeah, no, I can't stand talking about pay-per-view numbers, but this one is slightly more interesting just because we are all doing sort of a silent protest. So I'd like to see how many people got involved, and I bet, I bet they're, I bet they're pr- pretty bad. But then again, what are they judging it against? Do you know what I mean? Because it's it's the first time it's happened, so yeah, what are they expecting? Well, I guess. Well, um, I suppose you could judge it against the boxing they do on Sky. They're always good cards, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, maybe. But again, that's boxing established. More more casuals watch boxing. Most of my mates would watch boxing. Yeah, pubs have it on as well. Pubs have it on. Um, you've got British fighters on there, and it's at a normal time. This this was the complete opposite. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes, it was a, an amazing card, but believe it or not, not as many people know about John Jones as they think they do. All right, then, Sunshine. Shall we leave it there with that one? Yeah, go on. Should we go back to the fights, talking to John Jones? Yeah, back to the big man, shall we? Snuck a little win in there, didn't he? Ah, oh, he right snuck it in, didn't he? <laughs> he right snuck it in. Talk me through it. Have you seen it all or not? No, I've, I've barely seen any of it, like I say. But um, I've I seen a little 
Well, I'm just surprised. Split decision. I didn't see that coming at all. Decision, sort of a 4-1, 5-0 type deal. I think, yeah, fair enough. I could see that. But split decision. I mean, Dana White obviously saying, like, you know, if you think that was a split decision, you're a loser. But from what I hear, other people think, yeah, Thiago Santos done well. And he seemed to get, he got hurt during the fight. I was, I was, that was, that was my takeaway, the result. It was just a big surprise. And does this say, does this show us weakness in John Jones? Does it show us that he can be beat? Or does it show us that he, he always fights to the level of his opponent? And when he fights someone like DC, Gustafsson, who are a bit better than Santos, I would say, he performs outstanding against them, beats them. And when he fights Santos, he does what he needs to do to beat them as well. Does seem to be the form, doesn't it? A little bit, I think. I don't know. It's hard to say because I didn't see it, but but apparently he stood with him the whole time, didn't grapple him at all. I'm sure he could have made it a lot easier if he just took him down and he would have been able to take him down. You've got to give props to Santos, though. uh, You've seen his injuries that's come out today? The list of injuries? I saw it was like ACL, MCL, something LCL and something else. Yeah, ACL, MCL, PCL and meniscus, which is basically every bit of your knee possible. (laughs) I, I think he didn't have the second round. I didn't even know what PCL was. Uh, I think you got your anterior and your posterior and your medial, I think it would be. Right, I guess so. Your front, your back and your your middle, I suppose. <laughs> Top, middle and bottom. Well, I, I know where the medial is. I know where the medial is because I've done that on my knee as a youngster. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can relate to these injuries to that the Santos me- having, yeah. To the medial, yeah. Not, not every single side. Not to the A and the P. Is it even connected? Is it just sort of dangling from the like knee down? I don't know. He was in a wheelchair when, um, when he did the the interviews after. Not in the cage, obviously. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> at the, uh, the the presser at the end. But fuck me, if he did, he did that in the second round, it was I, I saw rounds one and two. I didn't watch the rest because the um, the highlight I was watching was so pony on YouTube, but. He, he clearly did it in the second round. He did it again, and his knee just buckled. So he obviously had it for like 15 minutes minimum. And apparently he won the fourth round. Yeah, crazy, like, isn't it? Clearly, yeah. And and fifth, I think. So, yeah, mental. So big props to him. He'll be out for absolutely ages. Yeah, definitely. So it does beg the question who Jones gets next. He was talking about, and he was giving a little smirk, as he does, about the winner of DC and Stipe. He was saying, I wouldn't mind... Uh, DC out of two, I think, because he'll be the easier fight sort of thing. No one really yet light heavyweight for him. Obviously, Blackovich got a big win over Rockhold. How much weight you could put behind that, I don't know. I mean, what, what are your thoughts? Where Jones goes? Oh, God knows, really. It's. I mean, obviously, we're all waiting for Johnny Walks, I think. So, <laughs> that's not going to happen anytime soon, though, is it? He's off breaking his own shoulder, doing the worm. So that's that's going to be difficult. So I'm just having a look at the rankings now, of the light heavyweights. The next in line is Dominic Reyes. Don't know what you make of Otherwise, you've got Thiago Santos. So you've got number one, DC. Jones beat him. Number two, Santos. Jones has just beat him. Number three, Smith. Jones beat him. Number four, Reyes. Number five, retired. Number six, uh, Gustafsson. No. Number six, Blakovic, who just got a big win, but uh, he's what it is. Unranked. Yeah. Ozdemir, 
who's lost a few. Corey Anderson, who's still got a little bit of work to do. That's, that's eight. And then Rakic at 11. Still got work to do. Walker, still got work to do. It's, it's you, you can't give any of them to him, I don't think. Reyes is nowhere near ready. He's, uh, he's just been shut up there because there's no one else. He, he arguably lost his last fight against poor old Vulcan um, in London, remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we both thought we lost that. There's no way you can give him to him, I don't think. I mean, Jones did look beatable there, but that ain't going to flow anyone's boat that fight, is it? I think he's got to fight a winner of Stipe and, and DC and let Reyes and Blakovich fight, maybe. Let Walker and Rakic have one and just let it sort of self, sort itself out beneath him and then come back. All right, then. So what about the co-main event, Amanda Nunes? Cementing her place. Greatest of all time in the in the women's side of things. What was it? First round, KO. Against Holly Holm, who's, who's very good as well. So, yeah, it's just what, what more can you say about Amanda Nunes? You know, it's just a shame that, that she sort of doesn't get the props that she deserves. She doesn't really get that push, does she? But she's she's crazy. You look at Holm first round, Rousey first round, um, Tate first round. Cyborg. Cyborg first round. Beat Shevchenko twice. Just unbelievable and now she's in a tough position because who on earth does she fight next? Well, she wants the Cyborg rematch, but apparently. Uh, You've got to think Cyborg's going to blitz her next one. So uh, that makes sense to me. I mean, yeah. To, yeah. you could argue that she could just call it a day, to be honest, but it sounds like she's got plenty of fighting her, bit more, plenty more money to be made, and Cyborg one's the only real one that's going to make any money. Yeah, I think it has to be, doesn't it? I think you go for Cyborg, do the rematch. And I'd be a little bit more interested in this fight because at least Cyborg knows she can be beat now. And I wasn't a mass wasn't a massive fan of that style she was using in the last fight. So if she could change that, that matchup could be a little bit more interesting second time round as well. Holly Holm, not so sure. She it might be time. I think she's like thirty six, thirty seven. So and she's you know she's got experience going all the way back to boxing, kickboxing, into MMA, UFC. I think it would be nice to see her get an, another win, actually, if I'm honest. But it might be time for her to, to call it a day as well. Yeah, I can see her doing like some kind of the next fight they do in New Mexico or something like that and hanging them up, to be honest. Like you say, she's done everything. She's had more titles, shots than you can shake a stick at, really. And she's she won it once. But she's always coming up against these monsters. Um, she had a bit of bad luck along the way, but... Did you see her at the weigh-ins in the morning? She didn't look great, man. Did she not? No, she come in really light, like 133 and a half. Yeah, really gaunt. So, like, that was, that was pretty worrying when I saw that. And, um, yeah, it, it proved right. Nunes just <laughs> got her out there in the first round. But, I, yeah, sad to see home lose. I thought she would uh, win a decision, and I couldn't be more wrong. <laughs> but We'll get on to your picks later, don't you worry. Yeah. Uh, what about Rockhold? Talking of uh, probably hanging them up, he's he's got to be thinking about it. Yeah, you know, I was just as you was asking me there, my instinctual response was going to be, yeah, it was good, wasn't it? But I don't like to kick a man when he's down. Um, obviously, he got yeah, starched. He got starched, didn't he, Luke Rockhold? He, he's, he seems like a bit of an ass, but like I say, these things happen, and yeah, it weren't pretty. And again, again, even Dana White's come out and said maybe it's time for him to hang him up because. I didn't see him getting knocked out. I didn't see that coming. I thought, 
I didn't know if he'd win or not. I thought Blakovic had a chance, but I didn't. Th- I didn't think he'd get knocked out like that. So, yeah, as I say, I, I don't want to pile in and add sort of salt to his wounds because, you know, he'll hold my opinion in in such high regard. But yeah, Blakovic, <laughs> it's massive for Blakovic, I think. Yeah, but it's quickly going back to Rockhold. I thought he would win as well, but I thought it'd actually be a false. But in hindsight, you're looking back now. After that knockout, left hook, you got a Bisping left hook. There's obviously a deficiency in that, in the way he's sort of carrying his hands. He's almost too nonchalant, isn't he? Um, he had it at the David Branch fight, even he was in big trouble. Yeah, definitely. To turn it around. Um, there was another fight as well with Romero. So it, it's it's becoming all too common. Even like I say in the Branch one when he won, he he was in trouble. So I, I do think it's time for him to hang him up. I mean, far for, be it from us to say when someone should retire, but when you're a Ralph Lauren model, mate, I think... Do that, isn't it? That's probably the better way to go. <laughs> Just do that. Just do that. Do you see him in the weigh-ins? He's wearing all his Ralph Lauren gear. Like he's going to a golf club. Yeah, fair play to him. Oh, yeah, badly. It's the best. It's, I'd much rather have my face plastered all over magazines and get my f- face punched in by a big pole. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, not half. <laughs> so, but Blakovic, what a win. Yeah, I was gonna, I, uh, literally, I was going to, yeah, quickly go to Blackovich because there's no point in talking about who he fights next because, well, I guess actually there is, isn't there? Because he's not going to be in for a title shot, so he's going to have to fight someone who's off the back of a loss or go in for Reyes and maybe they can have a little shootout for it. But, yeah, that, that, brilliant for Blackovich As someone who's known as a bit of a spoiler, a grappler, that sort of fighter, to go in and, and knock, some, knock, you know, two-time world champion out, crazy. We'll do wonders for Blackovich. Do you think Smith gets any of these, Reyes or or Blakovic? I mean, it seems like a shootout between them three at the minute. I mean, Smith, no one wants to see him back in there, but if he gets another win and keeps knocking off the other contenders, I think he's going to have a decent shout to get back in there again. Yeah, I mean... It's a it... sell, isn't it? All of them are a difficult sell. Yeah. I think there's news to build his brand a bit more. I saw him on Helwani yesterday. He's not the most engaging of personalities, it's got to be said. And Helwani was on his case, like, you've got to... He was like trying to G him up to sort of get into set it and like he was agreeing with him, Reyes, but he weren't he weren't getting excited about it and no. he weren't getting me invested in thinking he could actually beat him. So I think he needs to go back in there because he, he didn't look convincing in his last fight, did he? I think he needs to knock one of these big contenders off and impressively to make me think, you know what, this might be the guy to beat Jones. Yeah, 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 yeah. I agree with that. I agree with that. So be interesting. Like like you say, it's a difficult one. It, Whatever you do, it will be a difficult sell. Um, I don't, you know, it won't. Be, I don't think it can be a main event. I think you stick it, stick it on a co-main or something, or something like that, and then. Well, I think Jones can main event, can't he? No, that's that's he's Jones can, point. yeah, Jones yeah. can, but I, I just don't see who you can throw in with him at the moment. So then you look at the whole other rest of the light heavyweight division. You've got to try and build some kind of narrative there, some kind of feeling about yeah. it. So it is going to be difficult without Jones. Yeah, I mean, I suppose the narrative you could build is that he has started to look a bit more mortal recently. Yeah, I'm not sure that's the narrative that Dana wants to spin, though, is it? Because he's trying to get his sort of DQ loss overturned and stuff like that. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it is difficult either way. I, I do think his back catalogue sort of sells itself, but I just want to see him at heavyweight. I do think he gets beat at heavyweight, though. Oh, I reckon he could get... Them, them little legs up there. <laughs> I reckon uh, 
France. Steve would maul him, I think. Yeah, well, him, but I think he would certainly, certainly give him a bit of a baiting, particularly if uh, Santos is lighting him up at that like that. Yeah, well, you you talk about Santos lighting him up if Francis and Garno throws a big right and narrowly misses, that will knock him out as well. So. God, I forget about Big Frank. Yeah, uh, about this one now, about Frankie and uh, John, number one contender. John ain't, fight Stipe, DC. John ain't taking that fight, no way. Yeah, I, I can dream, Joe. <laughs> yeah, all right, all right. <laughs> Who else is on there then? Who impressed you? Song Yadong. Song Yadong, yeah. Great cracking knockout there, wasn't he? I think his team out for mouth. I think they big, think big things of him over there. He fought not too long ago, got a win as well. This one was much more impressive though. That gets a decent name as well. So that cheered me up a little bit seeing the highlight of that one. We had a couple of British fighters on there as well. So we we'll start off with Jack Marshman. I thought he might nick the win here. He looked good in his last fight, but unfortunately got choked out, which is, you know, no shame in that. I think it's just one of those things, a little bit to work on. But Arnold Allen, so on the, on the positive side, Arnold Allen looked very, very impressive against Gilbert Melendez on a massive, huge pay-per-view card over in America. This was a sort of uh, coming-out party against a big name, completely dominated against Melendez, got the win. Uh, looked very impressive doing it, so, yeah, happy for him. Yeah, he's quite quite a streak now. He's got six in a row, Joe, one of the more active win streaks. I saw that. Um, I think it's second in the division, isn't it? Oh, is he now? Something second, like that, so yeah. He's, he's really got a sort of... Crack that top 15 now. Uh, I don't know if he would have snuck in over the weekend. Probably not, considering Melendez's stature at this time. But plenty of names out there. Uh, they're all they're all killers from here on in, though. So uh, this will really test his metal. He's certainly got the tools. I think he'd like to get a finish. I think he said it in his post-fight interview. He wants to start getting finishes. But he's got Zahabi in his corner, man. He's, he's only getting better, and he, he looked very impressive. Yeah, absolutely. And I think once he comes up against other fighters who... Maybe they look at him and think, yeah, I'm better than him. I'm going to impose myself on them. Then the opportunities for finishes come, I think. I think at this level, people are maybe... They're trying not to lose, if it makes sense, because if they kind of... Yeah. If, they get, if they get they lose a couple and get kicked out, then that's it. They've got to start all over again. Once you start fighting those contenders, they're coming at you, aren't they? So, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see plenty of finishes in Arnold Allen uh, in the future. So, if we move on. I think we'll have a quick look at our picks and um, I'm, I'm quite looking forward to this because I've had a good week. So I'm, what was I, 3 2 up? No, it's 3 all. 3 all? You sure? Yeah. All right, we'll get the adjudicators in, but we'll call it 3 all for now. So... No, I, I, I evened it up last week. <laughs> Taking a piss. Well, this week you, you, had a, you had a nightmare. You got two out of six. I had Arnold Allen. I had Arnold Allen. I yeah. got off to a good start. Yeah, and you had John Jones to bookend it, but that was about it. <laughs> But I got five out of six. I'm well happy with that. Five out of six. No, God, talk. Hold on a minute. That adjudicator needs to come back out here. All right. Go for it. Reel them off. So I had John Jones round three. Didn't happen, but he won. All right. I had Nunez round five, but she won. I had Masvidal, Decision. Chiesa, round two sub. Triple A, Decision. What one did you get wrong then? Rockhold. Rockhold, yeah. No, oh, no, fair play to you. I mean, credit where credit is due. That's it. So I'll take a nice 4-3 lead there then. Yeah, 4-3. Uh, plenty of... Uh, I've got a lot of work on my game there. That's poor showing. You're a bit up and down, I must say. You either sort of get four or you get one. I think I was trying to be a bit too clever, to be honest. Yeah, I think you might be right. Yeah. 
Oh, we're going to struggle this week, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, you know. But before we move on, one one man we didn't mention, and uh, we couldn't forget him, Diego Sanchez. Okay, he lost, didn't he, to Michael Chiesa, who looked, looked like really, really good, didn't he? This weight class seems to just suit him, cracking win for Chiesa. But Diego Sanchez, he's just been cracking me, me up all week. And well, the highlight, I would say, was probably that interview that, that you sent over to me. 17 minutes long it was. It went on forever, but it was just absolute gold. Ah, he's not all there, the bloke, is he? Oh, nowhere near. You seen the bloke who he's got in his corner now? Well, this is another one I wanted to throw in there. Yeah, I saw a little clip of him because I missed it all and I saw a little clip of him doing it when he's sort of uh, moving around that swinging heavy bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's like one of your warm-ups, that, Joe. God, that's my workout. He, <laughs> he reminds me of, you know, them, do you follow McDojo Life on Instagram? No, nah, but you I, know, I the, see... The movie martial arts ones. Yeah, I see the ones that get posted. Ah. Uh, yeah, Rogan's consistently yeah. retweet. Yeah. I think it's part of his job. But, um, yeah, fuck me. <laughs> He's one corner man and it's him. <laughs> uh, he got a, a systematic beatdown, didn't he? Proper, yeah, just got <laughs> dealt with. But, yeah, no, nah, didn't get finished, though. Still never been subbed. Yeah. Just, career, just, what a legend. Everything he brings is just brilliant, isn't it? That, that interview was just absolute madness. You know when I text you on, I think it was Saturday... Or Friday, it was whenever it was. I just finished watching that, I think, and I think that was the moment I decided I was going to pay for it because I think he sold it to me. Oh, really? Yeah. Going to go on this title run. <laughs> obviously, I, I sort of backtracked a little bit when I come to my senses, but uh, I was I was invested. I don't know what's going on with him because he seemed so put together the last few few years and stuff, but clearly not. See his little box he got out of his pocket. Yeah. Clearly not all there, but I'm loving it. Just. <laughs> On, uh, you know, on the embeddeds, they sort of, you, you don't really watch them, do you? Oh, dear. The embeddeds. No, not loads of them, no. There's like, they do like a face-off in the middle of the week leading up on fight week. And did you see his face-off with Chiesa then? He just was looking at him the whole time. Then they faced the crowd. But he's just looking at him the whole time. <laughs> and Chiesa sort of like looks at him and walks off and you hear him under his breath say, Guys are fucking weird, man. <laughs> <laughs> what a legend. I like him. 170, though. He could do some damage. He's a big old boy. I think he looks really good, you know. I think is that two fights he's had at 170 now. He looks just like a monster, doesn't he? And his grappling is just off the charts. So, yeah, I'm really excited to see what he can do in there because you've got some sort of nasty grapplers in that division already. So he could be right up there because he's got that finishing ability as well. All right, he didn't get Sanchez at the weekend, which is... You know, no shame in that, but he he can finish people if he if he has to. Yeah, there's a there's a lot to be sort of muddy waters to be cleared at the top of that division, but in the sort of ten to fifteen mark, I think there's certainly some big big names there he can sort of try and um, try and knock off. I mean, Wonderboy Thompson's still there. I mean, there's plenty of names there for him, and I think he's a great addition, and he looks pretty unstoppable at the minute. Can't put too much weight behind it. A sort of faded condit and an absolutely crazy Diego Sanchez but I think he's he certainly made a good start definitely definitely so shall we move on to our Safoa the weekly award certainly can alright so it's my pick this week isn't it so Simon Safarov award for outstanding achievement 
So this can be for outstanding in the good. This can be outstanding in the bad. And I, I think there's a few names in there. I mean, Masvidal has got to be right up there for a, a shout. And as it is my pick, I was thinking earlier, I think I might give it to Masvidal, but we've already given it to him, I believe. So, have we? Yeah, after the London fight, we gave it to Masvidal, I think. Ah. Because of God. how he handled himself there. Ah, okay. All right, this throws a spanner in the works. Yeah, I'm trying to think of some others who could have uh, who could have usurped him. So, of course, Sanchez could be in there, I guess, couldn't he? Well, yeah. I mean, we've sort of listed more than enough reasons for him to be a Safari winner. I mean, he's more than qualified. Definitely. Who else was on your list? Well, Nunes, I think, obviously deserves a shout-out because that was just outstanding, what she did again. And, yeah, can't argue with that. And then I thought Blakovic as well for sort of what he did to everyone's favourite fighter. But I seem to, I've, like I say, I seem to have mellowed a bit at the moment. So I'm not. I don't want to rub it into to Rockhold. So that one's out, I think. So I think, I think you know, this week, well, Sanchez's corner man, Josh Fabia, he uh, he runs the the school of self awareness, and that is where Sanchez is doing his training now. I was going to give it to him because of the video that I saw and just the fact that. He's even there is amazing. So that was going to be my shout, but I don't think I can leave out Diego Sanchez because of his interview. So I think what I'm going to do this week, Matthew, unless you have any objections, I'm going to give this as a joint award to Diego Sanchez and Josh Fabia for their outstanding performance during the week leading up to and on the night of USC 239. Some amazing performances from the pair of them. No, I think that's a brilliant idea. I'd love the research you've done into it. It the was time like it was late research, last minute, oh, but it, oh, all, was it? it all counts. Of course it counts. Exactly. Research is research. <laughs> but, um, yeah, a more than worthy winner. I, I haven't listened to any of his corner work between rounds. Um, I think that should be my priority this evening, though. Yeah, I'm I'm not sure it was I'm not sure it was great, but I haven't I haven't listened to much of it. So yeah, check that out and let us know what you think. I oh, will do. Worthy winners, though. Yeah, definitely. So we've got a bit of fight news as well. We'll run through this quickly. So we've got uh, Jack Manson versus Cannoneer is looking to be targeted for that Copenhagen card that you mentioned last week. We thought we might get someone a bit bigger, but as it is Cannoneer, that'll be a decent little knock, I think, to be aired at a reasonable time for us fans in the UK. Obviously, we'll all be behind Hermanson, I think. Yeah, JC's put a little run together, as has Hermanson. So... Um... By, I wouldn't say this is an eliminator, really. Probably one before an eliminator, but winner puts himself right in contention, and I'm definitely behind the Joker. Absolutely, and uh, even bigger one that I don't think has been fight. Well, it's a, it's weird. So we've got Adesanya against Whitaker. It's been confirmed that they are going to fight each other for the middleweight title of the world. But that's going to be at the start of October. They haven't actually announced where it's going to be, but I think it's got to be in sort of Australia or New Zealand, hasn't it? Yeah, I think it's in Australia. I think they just, I think they're just trying to sort of finalise it. Adesanya pretty much dropped it, saying he's yeah, it's in Australia. It'll be it. announced soon. Yeah, you can't not have that in fucking Australia. <laughs> no, no, no. You got news, uh, a kiwi and an Aussie, and you're going to do it in bloody Michigan. I'm yeah. saying this ain't Bellator. But yeah, what a fight that is. Yeah, cracking. Can't wait to get into that and break that down as well further. What are you saying at the moment? I have absolutely no idea. Adesanya no. said when he... Uh, who was it? Someone asked him and he went, was it like looking in Whitaker's eyes? He was looking down, like down the eyes of a cracker. He looks <laughs> intense. And I, then I, that, that made me go and watch the, the face-off. And yeah, Whitaker's does not give a damn. He's, he's, so, I, I'm flappable. 
He's a bad man, the Reaper, isn't he? He is. He's certainly got the uh, the size on him. Adesanya, he's tall. But man, I, I think I think Whitaker. I'm leaning towards Whitaker at a minute. It's not because I I'm, I've always favoured Whitaker. I just think stylistically, I think after what Gaslam did to Adesanya, yes, he come through it at the other end. But I just think Whitaker's got a bit more power, and a bit more skill. Yeah, a bit more size well, as well. Yeah. What are your early thoughts, Joe? Yeah, I would favour Whitaker and. At, at this stage, so far out, if if only for the fact that you look at the men Whitaker beats and you think, how on earth has he done that? How on earth does he get through those sorts of fights with those sorts of injuries and come out on top? So I just, how can you back against him, against Adesanya, who, who is green? He is a bit green, if we're honest. So, yeah, I'll go with Whitaker as well. We like him. Yeah. No, that's my early thought. That's, that's- that's an unbelievable fight either way. Yeah, yeah. What else is there on your your list of treasures? So that's my news. Solid news. I yeah. like it. Decent, isn't it? There's a fight next week, Joe. All right, then. So, yeah, we have got a fight this week, and it's a little bit of a come down after the one we've had this weekend, even though we couldn't watch it because UFC are a bunch of bastards. But it is UFC one, Fight Night 155 at the Golden One Centre in Sacramento, California, IA. <laughs> Right. Okay. <laughs> so I ain't gonna... I've, I've got a theory, right? I don't think they should do fight night events after pay per views. I think they should build up to pay per views and then have a couple of weekends off after. I think that makes sense. Yeah. Because you, you're building up to these big events and you're on, like you say, a massive come down. How are you meant to get up for a fight like this? I mean, yeah, there's a few good fights on there. If it's in your hometown, yeah, maybe you'd be up for it. But it's a difficult one to pull yourself back up from. Yeah, it is, and uh, you look at it. It is, it is, it is. Go on, proceed. It is, yeah, and if you look at the main event, Jermaine Durand and me against Aspen Ladd. I mean, we we like Ladd. We think she can do well. This is might be a little bit a step too far too soon. We'll, we will find out, but I mean, Durand and me, she sort of hasn't shown herself in the, the greatest of light and this is the main event you got to look forward to this weekend yeah I mean it's a decent fight but um, it, it probably wouldn't have made the main card at the weekend mm, I th- yeah I think you might be right probably yeah headline the prelims or something wouldn't it I mean I think the big story is obviously Faber the California the 40 year old California kid I mean yeah, coming back. don't get me wrong there are some cracking fights on this card and there are it's some good it's fighters as well card. yeah it's just there's nothing really going on if that makes sense I just don't think because there were so many jump out your seat moments at the weekend that it can even sort of live up to it in any way but yeah there's decent enough cars in there and some with big implications none more so than like Ricky Simone he can really cement his name in the top 10 here well yeah and I think I think having just slagged it off we should start with a main event as well because Durand and me against okay. against uh, so, yeah sorry to cut you off but against Aspen Ladd you, Aspen Ladd 8 and 0 this is you know she's a hot, hot prospect in here you look at the odds she's a, she's a favourite odds on 4 to 7 up against Durand and me he's uh, 5 to 4 similar amount of experience between the two but this could go one or two ways you know because I think they like Ladd and if Lad wins, you're like, well, she's managed to get past around me. Who's like a world class striker? This is, she's the real deal. If she loses, it's like, well, maybe that was a little bit early. Now, now you've got to build her up again. So he hasn't got the the, the names of Faber and people like that on there, which is the one you just mentioned. But this this is an interesting one. Sort of once you delve di- deep into it like that and try and pick something out. 
I think Ryan Hall's on here as well, isn't he? He's always quite an interesting character to see, to see how his games developed aside from the jujitsu. Tough ask. I think he's fighting Darren Elkins, Joe. Am I correct? Yeah, and for some reason it's on the prelims. I've got no idea why, but it, yeah, it's on the prelims. That's a strange one. Yeah, I always like seeing Ryan Hall fight. Um, that's a difficult one. Elkins has it all caught up with him. I know, all them, yeah, yeah, yeah. All them beatings, but like he's. He's not really showing too many signs of slaying down. Obviously, I think he lost his last one, but Ryan Hall's too many questions on him. Um, I probably would lean towards Hall. I know you're a jiu-jitsu guy, Jelf. Yeah, I'm leaning towards Hall as well, and I would like to see it. I'd like to just see him do some crazy Eminari row or whatever they call it into some next-level knee bar. Yeah, I, think, I think that's entertaining, so I would like to see that. Yeah, strange one, though, like being on the undercard, but it does show you the depth of this card. Yeah, it does, to be fair. So, I mean, quickly, first first thoughts, give me a pick on Lad Durand. Are you going with Lad? Um, the last fight against Eubanks, which weren't that too long ago, um, I said at the time, I think her striking needs some some serious work. She was getting, it was, she was just moving forward, throwing one-twos and, and getting hit quite a lot. She won the clear decision, but on the feet, it weren't as sort of, it weren't as impressive and the the time between that fight and now she there's no way she would have made up enough ground to to some match Durandamy on the feet Durandamy is a world-class striker she's been in there with the best um if she can't get this to the ground I think this could get pretty nasty and I don't I think uh, Durandamy could potentially win either a, a lopsided decision or, or knock her out <laughs> interesting yeah I mean that is well on the cards, isn't it? As it happens, I think I'm, I expect Lad to have enough to get it to the ground. So I think the fight will play out from there. I think Durandamy like Five rounds, though. Go on. Seen five, haven't seen him on five rounds, have we? Yeah, good point, actually. Good point. Yeah, you're bringing them all out, aren't you? So, right. mate, huh? just a pretty face. <laughs> all right, well, I'm st- yeah, I'm still going to stick with Lad. I'm, I'm still going to stick with Lad. No, no, yeah, of course. But um, I think it's... Going back to the point of building her up, if she loses this, she's going to have to build her up again. It's either that or you build her up against people she's expected to beat. And then, because she's number four now, it's such a very thin division. I know, yeah. You need some kind of test before fighting Nunes. Do you know what I mean? It's like we'll have another Jessica Rye versus Shevchenko scenario all over again. And uh, no one really wants to see that. So it doesn't really do her much good. I think it's going to be a good test for her, whatever the outcome. So what do you think about old Uriah making his comeback then up against Ricky Simon, the mullet? I think he gets uh, gets uh, filled in, to be honest. Yeah, so do I. Yeah, filled in, <laughs> good word. What's, uh, what's, what's it all about? Why? It's a strange one. He's not coming back for a big, um, big name, an yeah. old name. He's finding an up-and-coming animal. I don't Weird know. One, yeah, I don't know. I don't... I... Does, do you think when he's fighting this level... It means he wants to work his way to the title. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to translate it. I thought it was a really strange one. Um, great opportunity for Ricky Simone. I think he's a good prospect anyway. This will only enhance his name um, and his notoriety. But with regards to Faber, he retired a couple of years ago. He was getting dropped and stuff by an older Brad Pickett in his last fight. He got the win, but this was years ago scrape through that one um he's coming back now against someone in his 20s who's who's got a fire lit under his belly so 
he, he's going to come out to kill him. And he's, yes, it's in California, but I can't see anything but Ricky Simone, like I say, filling him in. I'm <laughs> sure. I'm sure he must be uh, massive odds on. He is two to seven. Oh, I thought it'd be I thought it'd be shorter than that to be honest. Yeah, I guess you, maybe. You in my boat on this, or do you think Faber's still got a few chops about him? He might have done him good the time off. I don't know, but I just can't look past the inactivity, the age, and the quality of Simon. No, I'm with you all day long. I expect Simon to get it done. He's got a fifteen and one record. Like he's, he's no joke, you know. You know, so yeah. I mean, it'd be nice to see Faber come out and have the tune go in again and see the reaction. I think that'd be really good. But yeah, I'm not sure why it's happening, and I do expect Ricky Simon to get it done. I'm afraid. Yeah, I think he's just testing the waters, and he's dipping his toes. I think he wants that TJ fight, to be honest, and I think that'd be a decent comeback for TJ if if Faber feels like he does still have it. I don't know. I think he's just testing. He's think, probably thinking, if I can't beat Simone, maybe I should shut down this TJ idea. But who knows? Who knows? So we've got, like we say, we have got a few decent fights. One I do like is Josh Emmett up against Mursad Bektik, and this is a, a cracking fight, actually. Emmett did well to come back and beat Michael Johnson last time over after over a year out when he got his face caved in by Jeremy Stevens. And I do like Josh Emmett. Yeah, like before that happened, he was on an absolute tear and he's come back and he's got a nice win as well. But Bectic in his own right, thirteen and one record, he's dangerous as well. Probably more of a more of a decision goer, I would say, if that makes sense. Emmett's usually involved in more kind of finishes sort of either way. But I think this will be an absolutely outstanding fight, this one and Difficult to pick at the moment. Yeah, a lot of hype behind Bectic, isn't there? Um, I, I needed you to tell me that Emmett had already come back since his Stevens loss, so I'm probably not best placed to make a prediction here. I would probably lean towards Bectic, though. Yeah. Don't ask me why. Yeah. I just think he's probably a little bit better in all areas. But Emmett has got that power, hasn't he? He's sort of come out of nowhere as well before the Stevens one. Like you say, he was on a bit of a tear and found himself in the top sort of three and four. But... Definitely got the quality, but I think Bektik there, I think a lot of people around this camp think he's special and I think he, they think he's sort of championship material. So good test for him and I think it will certainly show where he is or where he can go after this weekend and hopefully see him put on a special performance. Yeah, absolutely. So I'll throw a few more fights at you. We've got Carl Robeson's in there at middleweight. I think he's got potential. He needs to put on a good show here. And then another one, Marvin Vittori against Cesar Ferreira. So this isn't obviously the most meaningful fight at all, but this will be an absolute war. I think Marvin Vittori is just a bit of a monster. He will keep coming forward. And Ferreira himself, he's got good power and he likes to throw it with abandon as well. So I think that'll be a cracking fight. Another one in there, Andre Feely against Shame on the Rise on the prelims. Great fight. Shame on the Rise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Feely's always a good one to have on there. He's always in exciting fights. Exactly. Touchy Feely, great nickname as well. Touchy Feely versus Shamer. Who's <laughs> who's Robeson got? You didn't say who he had. Oh, sorry. He's got Wellington Terman. <laughs> Heard of him? He sounds like, uh, I don't know, something in the royal family or something. He hasn't got Wellington a picture Terman. on here. So. What's his record? 15 and 2. So he's got more fights than Robeson. Wellington Terman? Yeah. You watch. You'll probably be like this absolute <laughs> prodigy with yeah. mugging him off. Robeson, very good. Kickboxer, right? Yeah. So, hopefully Wellington can turn up the heat. Great name, Wellington. I do like that one, I have to admit. Yeah, I was trying to think of a boom. Couldn't, so we'll move on. <laughs> yeah, 
Any yeah. others on there? So Elkins Hall, like you mentioned, Juliana Pena against Nico Montano, who's the oh. former champ. So Oh, really? Pena's yeah. back. So Pena was well in there a while ago. I think she had a kid. So she was out of the, out of the running for a long while. She's back. She was she was quite good at Bantamweight actually. So this looks like it's a flyweight, is it? Or is No Montano Bantam Bantam is one? Uh Montano's been had to move up then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's an interesting one. I think Pena goes through her, to be honest. Yeah, and just another one to shout out. You've got a light heavyweight. You've got Mike Rodriguez up against John Allen Arte. And Mike Rodriguez looks like he might have a bit of potential as well, so that should be a cracking fight. So, yeah, we slated it. We still are slating it, but it will be uh, brilliant, I think. <laughs> it's like you're trying to convince yourself. No, uh, it's, I think... It's going to be £10 on BT Sport. Yeah. Yeah, no, thank no, you. Good, good card, very good card. You can't complain. If that was on in London, I'd be saying this is an absolutely brilliant card. They they bought over here. It's just because of the come down from the weekend, Joe. Yeah, sure I think also thanks will be up for it. Also saying that we do usually end on when we say like, all right, can you pick out which fight you're looking forward to the most and sort of which one are you expecting the most from? Having yeah. having said it's not that bad. Like, can you name one that you're really looking forward to? Um, I, I'm intrigued to see what individuals are going to look like rather than the actual fights. I think I'm intrigued to see what Faber's going to look like. I'm intrigued to see if Lad's going to step up to the plate in the main event. I'm looking forward to seeing Ryan Hall. In regards to matchup, not so much, but um, I'm sure I'll be proved wrong. I think, like you say, that Emmett and uh, Bectic fight will be a bit of a war um, and the Vittori fight. You never know with these cards. They're they're always entertaining ones you have least expectations on. But um, like a night out. Yeah, when it's just a couple of uh, you sort of go so fancy a quick one down the pub and then you got end up out out, didn't you? That's it. So, uh, hopefully, it's one of those. I'm trying to make up for missing the night out on Saturday. <laughs> yeah. What's your What are you looking forward to, Joe? Can't leave without uh, hearing your thoughts. Yeah, what I mean top three. Probably the probably the same things that you said. It's, if I'm honest, it's like I say, it isn't it isn't the matchups, is it? I think uh, Lad, yeah, I like to see how Lad gets on. I mean, to be honest, Elkins Ryan Hall, I like both of those. So even though I would like Ryan Hall to win, I do like that fight, and I like both men, and I'll be happy regardless of the outcome there. So I, yeah, I guess that one, for some reason, it's on the prelims, but I am looking forward to that. And I guess, yeah, Faber, I don't know. Hopefully he comes back, puts on a show, and he looks like his old self, and the time off's done him well. But I just can't see it. Yeah, 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 that'd be good. I've been wrong before, though, Joe. You certainly have. You certainly have, my friend. <laughs> Any other business? No, I think we should wrap this up because I'm starving. I need to have some dinner and uh, get cracking. No, I got in pretty much bang on straight into the podcast. So I'll have a bit of dinner, get Love Island on, and get the podcast out for all our adoring fans. <laughs> You're a legend, Joe. They they broke the mould when they made you. Oh, you're, you're too kind. Come on, then. Should we wrap it up? Let's call it, shall we? So, everyone, thank you very much for listening. We are Split Decision UK. We appreciate all your all your feedback, all your listens, everything just being there. We really appreciate it. So, yeah, Twitter, Instagram, Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher. If you search for Split Decision UK in any of those, you'll find us. So, please do let us know what you think. Otherwise, we'll catch you next time. Laters. Yeah, bye.